Bulls Gold is delivered to you via the Barroom Network, now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about Chicago sports, movies, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Barroom Network for free and easy downloads of its programming. And visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Now, on with the show. to Bulls Gold on the Barroom Network. I'm Celine Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined by Ed Richel Jr. Hey, Ed, how's it going, man? We uh, we skipped a week, but uh, how you been in the meantime? Hey, I've been good. It's been uh, it's been quiet on the NBA front, so, uh, you know, not a whole lot going on right now, but we're inching closer and closer to uh, what media day and like training camp starts in September. So, you know, basketball is starting to come up a little bit and then there's other sports going on too. But yeah, I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing well, doing well, doing, uh, you know, getting my, been on that health kick stuff I've been telling you guys about. Yeah. Uh, getting fit, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I keep losing weight. It's, it's happening. I, mean, yeah. I think I, like my goal is to get down to my pre-pandemic weight. So oh. that's goal one, and then I'll, I'll see what I can do from there. And then after that, um, then after that, you want the John Cena stuff where you look. I know. Oh man, that would be that would be amazing. But yeah, it's, it's nice to see like the progress I, I've made. But yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're, it's exciting in general. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's good stuff. No, what were you gonna say? No, I was saying no. That's exciting, man. Keep it up. That's really good stuff, dude. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so we we have some basketball to talk about. I know there hasn't been a lot of new things happening. Um, maybe a small little update here and there about Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general with uh, what what his knee is up to, like uh, how he's doing. Uh, we've had some comments recently by Billy. Uh, we've had obviously Demar was on that podcast. I didn't really listen to it yet uh, with the Draymond one, but uh, the big thing uh, we have a very special guest today, uh, someone who's been on big part of Bulls Twitter, but he was on a hiatus for like a little over a year uh, due to he was doing some uh, good work with SIS uh, uh, hoops um, and. Because of that, he couldn't really, you know, tweet about the Bulls. And, you know, he's been itching to tweet about the Bulls, talk about the Bulls. Uh, our good friend, uh, Lero Golden. Uh, let, let's bring him on. Lero, uh, thank you so much for joining us, man. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, so excited to get your thoughts on all Bulls stuff and just uh, everything that you've been up to for the past, like, year or so. Man, first of all, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny, man. It's kind of like full circle because like my first time being on a podcast was on you guys' show, your guys' show, and now my first podcast back into being able to talk ball public 
publicly is on y'all's uh, pod. So it's like, it's pretty cool to, to uh, think about that. But um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, been gone for a while, just, uh, you know, doing things for sis. Um, and now that I'm a free agent, if you will, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to talking ball and, and um, you know, analyzing what this team you know will will do during the season and talking a bit about what this team is gonna maybe look like um you know some predictions and things like that but uh i'm just excited to to talk ball man um and not feel like you know i might get in trouble if i do (laughs) oh for sure so you know it's funny we we tried to have you on last time with chris because we Mm -hmm. thought it would be a good because I, I, that's like I knew you could start talking hoops, but I couldn't. I wasn't sure yet if you could start talking yet on on podcasts and stuff. Um, and I tried to see if we could align the schedule right with you having being on with obviously uh, with Chris on here, and it just couldn't work out. But we got back to back. We got Chris, and then now we got you. So it's, it's a special <laughs> back to back episode. Yeah, we well, think of it. Uh, think of it as a combined episode that we're doing here. So right, yeah, a, a, part two, a special <laughs> two part. Yeah, special <laughs> two parter. So yeah, t- tell us about like you know what you were doing at SIS like. Um, while you were like, you know, behind the scenes, um, and obviously get into like, you know, how, how you were able to control your urges to not <laughs> just start firing off takes when you saw, cause I know, I know when you saw a lot of stuff, you would tweet like texting me and Chris and you would just like get annoyed about certain takes. Um, so like, yeah, tell like, listen, tell us what you were up to and, and tell us how you like, you know. Uh, are, are so excited to be able to start talking hoops again. Yeah, so I can't really go into too much detail about this just because of what was in the contract. Can't really mm-hmm. talk about too much, but just know uh, watching a lot of ball, uh, a lot of basketball um, on, on my uh, monitor uh, was happening. Um, but as for like, you know, the takes and being able to hold in the urges, uh, man, it was so tough. Um, gosh, man, it was very tough to see some of the takes. I mean, I, I think, I, you know, it, it, part of me gets it, uh, you know, because the Bulls are back in the playoffs and then what happens happened and, and you're like, wait, we were this really good team at the beginning of the year and we have so many high aspirations for this team. And, and then you see the playoffs, you get that, 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 that amazing DeMar game. Um, and then Zach, you know, not being a hundred percent, giving everything he has and Caruso also giving it everything he has, knowing that he probably still had the back stuff going on and not having Lonzo and Kobe and all that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Uh, just, just not having Lonzo, but Kobe also not, playing to the to the ability that he showed in a little bit of well i shouldn't say a little bit of a eh, it was a small stretch i would say that that you thought you know mm-hmm. um man he's on to something you know uh but it's just it was tough but the you know uh, the the vooch takes really got me man um you know the, the the talk about Pat and things like that. You know it it was getting it was tough, man. I can't lie. I was talking to you and Chris, and also my wife getting tired of me venting to her. Like <laughs> she, you know, what I mean. So it's it's you know it, she. It's funny, man. When we first got married, um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Not when we first got married. When we first started talking, like, you know, she was a, a big sports person and, and she played ball in high school. So I'm like, you know, me, I'm like, yes. I'm somebody that understands ball. We could talk, go back and forth. Um, but I think I like sucked all of the the sports <laughs> out of her now. Like, no, like you have Celine, you have Chris, like just talk to them. Like, I don't want to talk about any more basketball. So, uh, so <laughs> yeah, man. It was cracking me up the other day when you were saying like, I, she's like, you know what? I don't care what a Spain pick and roll is. I just don't <laughs> care anymore. <laughs> man, it was like before, like, I, um, you know, talking to you guys, um, before I was in the discord that, that Mark K uh, created for, uh, you know, his, his pod that he had, um, Bulls HQ. Um, I would, you know, watching a game on TNT or watching a game on ESPN or watching the Bulls game on, on Comcast Sportsnet, I'd, I'd pause and be like, Hey, babe, you see, look, look at, you know, look at this. That's a stagger, you know, and, and, you know, uh, he's slipping that and that's a twist action and blade cut. And she's like, uh, uh what, 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 you know, it's just like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to slow myself down. Okay. Got it. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful that, um, you know, from talking to you guys and, and, and meeting you and, um, a couple other people and, and Chris, like I found out that Twitter is a place I can kind of just release everything that I want to, you know, talk about at the, at the time and not, you know, overwhelm my wife. So, um, yeah, man, it, yeah. it was tough, but I'm happy that, uh, I'm able to talk a little bit now and more. It's, all, it's always the coach is always coaching to teaching. So it's a, it's just it's that, <laughs> it's that natural, like thing in you to want to just like break stuff down for people. Dude is yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> Let, let's, yeah. let's, let's get back to the Vooch take. So, what what Vooch takes were really like bugging you? Because we we've been talking about Vooch, and it, it, there's always somebody who's a punching bag on this team, mm-hmm. no matter what. And I, I I get it, I get the frustration with Vooch, but as we said on the last show, he he was better than people. Like he he wasn't great, but he wasn't as bad as people think he is like there's worse things than being an 18 11 and 3 big man and he showed up for some games in that milwaukee series like he didn't play awful so like people talk about him like he's just this you know trash big but like he's been to me he's been fine but he can be better but what do you what do you think about the boost takes yeah, the Vooch takes are, you know, it just reminds me a lot of when Wendell was here, you know, um, you know, it was so easy to just, you know, throw all the, the, the blame on Wendell defensively and pick and roll coverage. And I got to just be honest, man, it's the most frustrating thing to me. Um, and I'm sure you guys is like a lot of these takes, God, it's going to come off like, you know, um, what's the word like uh gatekeeperish and that's not what i'm trying to come off as um is like these people that don't truly understand scheme they don't truly understand what on each play what their job is um they just look at the result and they say who's the closest uh vooch he's the big he's got to protect the basket so it's his fault and it's like that may be the case on certain certain plays, no doubt. You know, I mean, if you know, understand, if you know, know about Vooch, he's not the the best defender, uh, but it, it's it's just it's some of these takes are just, you know, golly, man, you know, it's it's like guys, just take a take, you know, 
just pick a play, just pick one play, and just watch the rotation, watch the type of set this offense is running, and see what what Vooch has to do and what what type of pick and roll coverage are, are they, you know, they, they were showing Vooch at the level of the screen a lot this past year. You know, if he's at the level of the screen, means the backside has to be a little bit more um, – mobile a little bit more uh you know flexible in terms of being able to play you know their man but also time it up to where they can rotate to the big uh the, the roller i should say um and if if vooch is playing that high it, i mean come on he's not rudy he's he's not bam you know like you could probably expect those guys to be able to show up the screen and get back to the basket but let's be real here you know let, let's let's actually no- know your personnel, if, you know, or like know that if they're going to show Vooch at the level, I'm pretty sure they're expecting Pat or Javante or Alex Caruso or Alonzo when he was healthy to make that rotation um, to help out, you know, and, and I don't think people are looking at that. Um, they just, like I said, they just look at the result and they understand, oh, wait, that was a rim attempt. Oh, wait, the center's supposed to protect the basket. So that's his, that's his fault. Um, and then you go offensively, like, I remember saying this, you know, to myself, um, and I'm like, all these, these Vooch takes coming out offensively. Oh, guy can't shoot, can't hit the side of the backboard, uh, the side of a bar. Um, and it's like, okay, you know what? How about go ahead, trade Vooch, let him go, let him go. And let's see what this offense looks like without Vooch. Um, let's see how well he looks in another offense where, you know, he has maybe has some shooters around him, you know, and now, and now he has more space to work with. Now he can, you know, maybe he doesn't have to be dependent on a bunch to, you know, be a cog in the offense in terms of, you know, being that that, that you could run delay action. And he can connect that, uh, you know, connect uh, both sides of the floor by getting into a dribble handoff or a flip into a uh, to, to a DHO or a flip into a side ball screen, you know. And it's just like if you if you're not watching what what he does for this team, it, it, I just don't understand, man. Yes, the three point shot wasn't falling, but uh, to me, the more the, the thing that I thought was something that has to get better this year is a, his touch around the basket. I think that is what more so uh, caught me off guard and and I think hurt him a little bit uh, in terms of like his scoring output is I think he just has to be better around the basket. If he can get back to his like his career numbers of being around, you know, scoring around the basket, I think he will. We'll, I think he'll be fine. Um, I also don't think he'll shoot that bad from three again. I'm not, I don't know if he'll be a 40% guy, but I, I don't think he'll shoot that bad from three again. Um, that's just what I hope. Hmm. Um, but all in all, my, my thing with Vooches is like I said, man, it's just like, you just pay attention to what, what defensively, uh, pay attention to what they're doing defensively in terms of scheme. And how about, you know, take some time and learn, you know, like even, even the best, players and best coaches they still learn you know they stay students of the game um it's it's i don't think they're if you look at the best coaches man they 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 don't ever think they know everything there's always something new you know so i I think everybody can get better by just you know hey maybe going to youtube and putting in pick and roll coverage and learn um what what each person is supposed to do on a play or what if you're worried about vooch just go look at what a big is supposed to do in certain uh situations so i mean that's just where i sit and that's why i get frustrated as a coach like um you got people speaking on certain things that don't truly understand what the 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 job is of the certain player they're getting mad at so let me let me I, ask you this uh Given what we know now, because 
like anytime I like open up Twitter these days, I see pretty like frequent criticism of Vooch and especially the trade that the Bulls made oh, um, yeah. a few trade deadlines ago uh, during AK and Everly's first year. So given what we know now, I think I think we were all in favor of a deal, right? So given what we know now, would you do you still support the deal even in hindsight? Or do you think that this deal like it, it maybe it made sense, but it's it wasn't the right call. Like, what do you think? I think it's I think it's very easy in retrospect to say, oh, man, we shouldn't have done it. But at the time, I remember feeling like, man, we got to do something to let Zach know that we want we want him here. Um, and this is not a, a, a organization con- wanting to wanting to continue to lose. You know, and I think it was a move you had to make if you wanted to prove to Zach that, hey, yo, we believe in you and we want to show you that we're going to do whatever it takes to keep you here. Um, and I think if that's the case, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that's what you should do. You know, um, also with the Wendell case, because you always hear, man, I'd rather have Wendell in, in, uh, in, uh, my boy, uh, my guy, why am I blinking? Franz. Franz. I'd rather have Wendell and Franz. And it's like, well, how do we know they would pick Franz? Franz doesn't, Franz doesn't have the wingspan that, 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 uh, AK likes. It's just like, I, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't like, um, you know, just, Hey, you know what? He would have picked Franz because here's the deal. Patrick Williams, as much as I like Patrick Williams, like there wasn't a lot of people thinking that he'd go top five. So like, you know, the way he moves, it's like, it's not, he moves in silence with AK does. So it's like, you don't know what he would have done if he would have had that pick, you know? Um, so yes, you know, I love Franz and I think he's a great player, but there's, there's no way you could tell that he would have picked Franz. And also Wendell needed to get out of here, man. Yeah. Um, this, this city was beating up on him. Um, and you could tell that it was getting to him. I mean, he, there were certain plays where he's just like, Whoa, but that, that as a coach, like, and you see seeing ball and watching ball, like, you know, when a player's in his head, you know, when a player is trying to do his best so he doesn't get talked about, you know, um, rather than just playing because you love the game. And I think it, that's the biggest thing for, for me. What I see from Lindell is that he's back to like loving the game and, and playing to the best of his ability. He's not worried about, going, you know, hearing, Oh my God, Wendell, you're trash. You can't even guard Embiid when no one can guard Embiid. You know, and, and our, it's just like some of the craziest takes. But to to go back to your to answering that question is just basically, I think you still do that move. It, 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 um, uh, I think it was the right move. Uh, I don't think you get Demar here. Um, I, I I just you know, that's just the way I I feel about. It. Yeah, and I think even because of the, the chances Zach is not you know signing this extension. You know, mm-hmm. like if you if you're not winning games, you're not showing that this organization is headed in the right direction as far as competing is concerned. Uh, you're probably not losing games. And really with Vooch, what I always like to say two things. Like with his defense, well, he, he'll do his job, but he's not going to fix your mistakes. <laughs> uh, that, that's not like, like, like you brought up the Gobert and uh, Bam example. Like those guys will fix your mistakes. Like the backside, if the backside screws up, they'll be able to rotate back quicker and, 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 you know, uh, take care of any mistake that may have happened. Um, and then the other thing is, it's always all or nothing. There's no nuance involved in when you're talking about a player, right? It's 
you know, either he's good or he just sucks. There's no like in between and I'm just saying like, okay, well, yeah, his shooting is bad. Uh, as he's, uh, he's underperformed offensively in the sense that as a school, like a score, especially when you tie by around the basket, he didn't, he didn't keep up, uh, what we expected out of him. So yeah, the, the investment did not pay off the way that we thought it would. But there are things that he does well that some make him a productive, good basketball player uh, that get overlooked because of the shooting frustration. Now, he definitely needs to play better in areas, uh, and he can, and he's shown in his career that he can. And I don't think at his age he's just fallen off a cliff. Like, he's not like 35, 36. Like, yeah, he's over 30, but um, one season doesn't do that to you. Uh, as a big, and he hasn't had like any real injury issues that you can say, okay, well, that injury affected the way he plays. So that's why, you know, it comes out to, I think it just came down to for my, my theory really is that, you know, with a new role, a new team and uh, the way that he's generally used to being used, played into it. And also like the entire season mentally, it kind of wore him down. Um, mm-hmm. Like the constant missed shots, like after games, you would see him frustrated and kind of down on himself. And I think he kept letting it eat away at him and it compounded game after game after game. Um, so I think, I think that's why the real inconsistencies also happen. That, that's, and obviously that's not any, uh, objective fact. I just, I just feel like my like subjectively, I just feel like that played into, um, a lot of his issues and maybe a fresh start into this season will really help him, you know, and, and again, getting more familiar with the team, having more better chemistry, the continuity, maybe that'll help him bounce back a little bit. So th- those are my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now moving on, I want to kind of get into uh, the draft because I know you had a lot of opinions on that because there was some frustration on your part and you're still generally optimistic person. You're always a generally optimistic person. <laughs> so, uh, you weren't like, like too mad, but, uh, your thoughts on Dale and Terry first, let's start off with him because like you were originally all oh, and, and you still might be, but are, were against that pick because you thought there was other players on the board that you liked better. Um, so, so tell us about like your thoughts on Dale and Terry and why you felt like maybe he wasn't the right pick for the Bulls. Yeah, man. Um, so the thing with uh, the draft, I just saw a couple guys that, like if you're drafting – like I, I guess I, I I'm trying to figure out like are they drafting for a guy that can help now or are they drafting for a guy that you know that can help down the line? And I guess what I'm trying to say is is like with with there are a couple there were a couple of guys on the board that I thought could come in and do the things that would help a team right now. Like as much as um you know I, I I've I've gotten a little bit more uh open to Dalen after watching uh summer league and not the first couple games. Cause I felt like they had him out of, uh, out of his play style. Uh, he's not really the guy that you want to be the guy uh, breaking down a defense. And 
um, once they made that kind of switch to him being the guy that's actually in a secondary creation mode, like it, th- that's when I felt like he started to play a little bit better in, in the half court. Like he's always going to be a good transition player. That I mean, that that's just what pops off the screen, uh, whether it's passing or whether it's you know finishing with a dunk or finish. You know, like he he just looks so much more comfortable in transition, which is probably something that appeal to them, especially the way that Billy likes to play. He wants to get up and down and, and you know, get turnovers and go finish and ha- have some fun out there. Uh, but uh, the shooting is something that I'm just not uh, optimistic about. Um, and I think if you, you know, just from if you go to the, the season, <laughs> um, you know, there, there wasn't much shooting out there and they really hurt the Bulls in the playoffs. Um, especially DeMar. I mean, it, yeah, he had that crazy game, um, but they made that adjustment and there was, you know, he'd make the right pass and there just wasn't any guy, anybody that could knock down shots out there, you know? So, there, you know, Christian Braun was a guy I was thinking about that can really defend uh, on point of attack. He's he play off ball a little bit defensively, but he's also a good shooter. Um, he can attack closeouts. He can, he's got a 40 inch vertical. Um, so there, there were guys out there I thought that could come in and play a role that you want that, that, that would help right now. Um, he's, he's an older guy, stayed at Kansas for a little bit. So he, he, he's not a young guy coming in. You got to, te- you know, whatever. Um, but it, I just thought, you know, Malachi Branham, you know, another guy, you, you know, that that can grow into a, a tough shot maker, uh, a good shooter, a guy you can have, throw the ball and be another ball a ball handler and pick and roll. Um, you know, you go back and you look at his his, his high high school tape, EYBL tape. Um, he he was able to run some pick and roll and and be the guy that can set guys up and make the right passes and he can read. You know. Uh, the backside of a defense and make the skip pass. Um, he, there was just certain things that you saw in some of the guys that were still on the board that, uh, I mean, Blake Wesley, Blake Wesley was another guy that uh, I liked a lot. Um, you know, there, you know, Jabari Walker, got, got, there were guys that Caleb Houston, like they're better, like Caleb Houston would help this team immensely. Um, with his defensive ability and his ability to shoot the ball, man, like that, that guy can really, really shoot the ball. Um, but, uh, going to Dalen, um, Dalen is just, you know, I've, I've gotten more open to the pick. I get it. You know, um, I see what, I see what, what they were looking for. He's got, he's got the body. He's got, you know, the, like I said, the transition, he's a really good passer, especially in that secondary, um, secondary, uh, playmaking, um, advantage creation. Like that's his deal, man. You know, um, but the biggest holdup for me is the shooting. Um, so if, if the shooting can come around, uh, I'm cool. You know, I'm cool with it, but I just don't believe in it. Um, to me, he doesn't have the history to show that he's a good shooter. Uh, so, uh, and so yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm generally optimistic. So I'm not one of those guys that just, I'm done with him. I'm out. <laughs> I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to see like, uh, uh, Oh, the intangibles too. I, I do love the intangibles of him. Um, he's got that leadership about him. He's easy. He, he, he He's a talker, you know what I mean, and I love that. I remember there were talks about uh, we were, you know, we would talk on Twitter like, man, the Bulls don't really have a guy that kind of is out there in your face, kind of, and he's gonna be that guy. There's no, there's no doubt about that. So um, I do like that about him. So I mean, uh, that's where I stand with Dalen. I'm, I'm gonna hope for the best with him. I hope, th- I'm gonna hope the shooting comes around uh, because if the shooting comes around, there's potential for him to be a pretty darn good player. 
So, you know, and you know me, he, he, he shows that little bit of Joakim and Jimmy in him. So, you, yep. you know me, Leo, yep. that right away, I'm like, uh, okay, yep. that, I'm starting to like this kid. So, yeah, yeah we'll see with him, obviously, uh, as far as what he can become. Like, I, I agree with you, like, with the shooting, but I feel like, like, he showed some promise uh, in that last 12 games in college. Obviously, the volume wasn't there, but... Like shot forty eight percent, and I think I feel like he 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 might be able to become a a, a, a decent catch and shoot guy, um, but we'll see. Obviously, it's about repetition and it's about the volume, and he, that's something he's going to have to improve on. Um, let, let, let's get your thoughts on Justin Lewis now. Uh, I remember when we had Corey uh, Taliban. Um, shout out to Corey, but he yeah. was he was pretty happy with the. I mean, he was happy with both picks. Yeah. Um, but the Justin Lewis, he was telling us about like you know he was like a first round grade. Um, a lot of people were like saw him you know as a, as as that that talent, and people were surprised that he went undrafted. And um, like you look at his game, it's like yeah, man, this kid looks like and his age and everything. And when you combine all that together, it's like, how did this guy fall? Like, uh, give, give us your thoughts on Justin Lewis. And like, what do, what do you have to see him as like a prototype, uh, and going into the league and, um, and what his chances are really being able to stick around for a long time. Yeah, I think, uh, I agree with Corey on that one. Um, I like Justin. He was also somebody I thought should have been drafted. Um, but I mean, you see, you know, you see what, what the, or the organization saw in him. Um, he's a, he's somebody that showed he can be a switchable guy, switchable wing. Um, he finishes above the rim, plays really well. Again, plays really well in transition. Um, uh, offensively in half court, I think there is some potential there in terms of, uh, you know, attacking a closeout. He has enough handle to attack a closeout and, you know, get to the rim and finish. Um, I, I think there's a lot of potential there with him, man, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there, he really showed some ability to be able to switch on the guards, smaller guards and be able to move his feet and stay in front. Um, I loved also too his ability to communicate on defensive end. He, 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 makes where there's one thing right where you look at guys and they have potential on the defensive side of the ball and you're just like man if they could just you know if, if there's something you know if they could just uh you know rotate a little bit faster or, or if they could just you know get their feet moving a little bit better you know work on their core or whatever it is with him to me he always was made the right rotation at the right time you know uh he rarely over rotates he he rarely um, is doing something out there where you're scratching your head, like, man, what was that? Like, he seems like someone that can compete. Um, and man, the sky's the limit. And he's another guy. If the, if the three can fall, man, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Um, I shouldn't say the sky's the limit because I'm not saying he could be a superstar. I'm saying that he could be a really, really good role player, um, for a team. Um, but, yeah, man, another guy I really like. Another guy um, that I actually would have drafted as well. Um, but there, everything showed for me. Um, the, the the attack in the basket and finishing above the rim, the defensive side of the ball, the playing in transition, um, all that stuff stuck out to me. And, and again, another re- you, you saw what they saw um, and why they wanted to bring him in. Yeah, they have a type. And that's what we yeah. noticed yep. uh, over and over again. These like six, like, just 
two-way type of guys who are long, athletic, play hard, and they keep finding him over and over again. So I, I, I like the Justin Lewis pickup because his shot was like, I think he shot like 40% from three in like conference play uh, last season. So, I mean, the shot is there. Like he's, he's got a pretty solid shot. And when we talked to Corey, he seemed to be pretty high on him. Like Salim said, like first round grade on him. So uh, it it seems like the Bulls potentially got a really under radar pickup in him. So I I like, I like that pick. And even going back to Terry, I, I agree with all of your concerns about him. But I just really like the intangibles there. And I, mm-hmm. I like that they kind of got like a really strong glue guy that can play multiple positions, really good passer, is going to push people. Like you said, he's very vocal. I don't think he's going to become like some like perennial all-star or something like that. So based on <laughs> that, like, yeah, people are going to be – people might be disappointed because typically in that mid-range, people are always going to be like, you know, I want to I wanna take a home run swing on someone who's going to be the next Giannis or whatever. And, you know, that, that's cool and all, but sometimes getting just like a really solid player in that range, I think, can – pay more dividends otherwise you could end up with like poku or some someone like that so uh i i like the pickup but uh what do you what do you think though about their their draft strategy like you were, you were talking about that and how maybe that deterred them from some other players but what do you think about just what they are apparently zoning in on in terms of mold as a player yeah, I, you know, I get it. And I, um, I mean, if you, you take a look at like what the, the heater, uh, not the heat, the, the Raptors are doing, you know, clearly they have a type as well, you know, so I think that they're going about it the right way, getting guys, two way guys, guys that can really affect the game and vote, um, you know, guys that can, you know, have the potential to affect the game on both sides of the floor. I mean, it's getting to the point where, man, like the game is going to change that way. You know, you're not going to have, I mean, you'll still have like guys that, a really, really good shoot, like a Duncan Robinson, you know, a guy that can really shoot the ball and not really much else. But um, I think the game is changing to that where you got to have guys on the floor that can be can do what you need them to do on both sides of the floor. Um, and I think that AK is trying to get ahead of the curve here. Um, and he, he's he's drafting guys, you know, he's drafting guys that have that ability that that can guard one through four, you know, um, some guys one through five, um, and offensively guys that can may, maybe they can't break down the defense, you know, uh, from standstill, but maybe, you know, maybe guys like Justin Lewis and Dalen Terry, where if you have already have guys like DeMar, you have guys like, like, like Zach that can break the defense down, get that attention, kick it out. Now you have guys that can, attack and really makes make things um you know wreak havoc on the rim you know what i mean so um also really quick though something that that i i saw um this morning before i i was getting ready for coming on the pod is uh, you 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 reminded me with your comment about justin lewis's uh shooting and conference play Hmm. like if you look at his total uh the whole year he shot 166 threes last year just last year on his own and he shot 35 percent on those so it's like that i can get behind more because he shot 77 the year before and then now this year he put up 166 um and it's to me that shows that there's something there with the shooting yeah um because his, his shooting went up and his percentage went up so it's like I'm I'm down with that. So uh, that I'm glad you said that because I, I definitely took a look at that this morning. Um, 
And yeah, that surprised man, me. That, that's like when I when we because I, I knew nothing about him. Like I don't watch college as much as I, I nearly used to. But when we when I heard we picked up someone and, you know, you get like the, you know, bare bones description of him. I'm like, OK, he's probably like, you know, whatever is a shooter. But then you look at the numbers, you watch some clips. and You're like, oh, OK, like he's yeah, he's a capable shooter and he plays hard. He's athletic. Like he's not, you know, trash on defense. Like there's no, <laughs> there's something here. So it's yep. like, how did they? It's still a mystery to me why he just didn't really get like drafted near like where he should have or get drafted at all. Like that's it's very strange to me. Yeah, it is strange. I, and I think sometimes uh, there's there's rumors. Not sometimes. I said there's rumors too that after he started falling, his agent t- telling teams like don't take him. Uh, we don't we we don't want you to take him because we want to decide where he you know goes at that point. So that's what Dotson did too, right? Um, I, I believe so. Uh, but obviously, Dotson didn't work out too well. But yeah, <laughs> let's, let's not bring up Dotson. Let's not bring up. No, no, I mean in terms of like you know no, the the agent. No, right, right, and, and that could play it into it too. Like you know, he he at, at, after he dropped, you know, out of that out of the first round, and then. Maybe teams wanted to take him in the second, yeah. and the, the, the agent just told them, "Yeah, don't do it." Yeah, if I was Justin Lewis, I would look at this place as uh, the Bulls. If you look at the roster, and uh, if you come in and show what you can do, I mean, it's probably on the rosters in terms of like how they want to play. You can be like, okay, you know what? Let me get over there because the way they want to play, my size, you know, I can I can go help that team. So, pretty pretty good decision by him, I I think. You know. Um, to, to really go to a team that can kind of, you know, get him into spots where he can show his strengths and not put him in positions where he's not looking like the best player he can be. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm happy with the Justin Lewis. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm happy with the two guys they got because I don't think uh, I don't think Dalen's going to be a bust. I think that he's just someone where there were a couple guys bu- that, that you passed up that could have been uh, that have that like um, – potential to be better than a role player kind of, you know, rotation guy, you know? So, um, that's just what, what I was doing. You know what I mean? That's all that was. I mean, maybe it's like a IO Sharif Cooper type of thing in, mm-hmm. in a, in a few years. I mean, we look back on that and Sharif Cooper, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you, you never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is so true. You just never know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, let's also get into the main roster. Obviously, I brought up Lonzo uh, and his knee issue. Um, now we're going to likely start the season with him uh, still recovering uh, and, and not being able to play. Uh, I wanted to get your as a coach, like, what do you think Billy's strategy is going to see? Because Lonzo is one of his most important players as far as everything's concerned that we want to do as a team with. Not only uh, defensively, because uh, a lot of things he does defensively, like as a as a point of attack defender, but also as that roamer defensively, off ball, uh, a lot of the help side defense when you talk about with Booch. Mm-hmm. Um also, and then obviously the shooting, like, you know, we, big, one of my biggest frustrations, like, and everyone's frustration, we don't have a lot of, we don't have shooters really, and he's easily our best shot floor spacer and shooter. <laughs> um, so what, what do you look at as a coach and, and coming in when you say, okay, I don't have this guy, 
what am I going to do with what I have to try to minimize the loss there? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, right, uh, coming into a season, I think what I do love before I get into this, what I do love about Billy um, is that he he creates an offense that are tailored to his players' strengths. There are a lot of coaches, Rick Carlisle, <clears throat> um, <laughs> that force players into what they want to run. You know what I mean? Um, and you're not going to get the best out of your players that way, you know? Um, but going back to what I would do, um, is, is exactly what Billy's going to do. Um, is he's going to look at this roster and I'm pretty sure that's, his, this is his job. So he's already, he's already looking at the roster, you know what I mean? And, and understanding, okay, you know what? We don't have Lonzo, so we may not be able to play at that pace that we want to play at. Um, you know, that Lonzo just, I mean, Lonzo's played the pace that, Billy wants to play. Lonzo's played that way his whole life. So, like, it, it fits him. Um, and I think that is why when he's there, that's why we just we just do it so well because he's just – it's just ingrained in him. Chino Hills, UCLA, it was, it was getting up and down. Um, so, like, okay, Lonzo, if he doesn't start the season, okay, all right, maybe we can't play that way that efficiently. That, the way we we did with Lonzo, okay. Let's go out and get a guy like Goran Dragic, a guy that can okay. If we can slow the slow the game down, he can run some pick and roll. He can shoot off the pick and roll. He can make some passing reads out of the pick and roll. He can be a floor spacer. Um, yeah, he may not be that good defensively, um, but let, let's try to add people to this roster to the so we can actually play a little bit better half court wise, because um, that's the biggest thing for me. I, I think. When they get to half court, I think teams, you know, there was so much pressure on Zach and DeMar. And then the pressure mounted even more on DeMar when Zach had the, the knee um, and, and was out for a little bit. Um, and Zach, when healthy, is just, I mean, we all know what Zach's capable of when, he, when he's healthy. And, and even it's, it's more so as long as the knee's good. Cause even with the thumb, the guy was a, a star, you know, like, yeah. so, you know, it's not, it's not really anything else. It's really as long as that knee is, is totally fine and he can be his explosive self and not worry about the knee coming at him or anything like that, I think we'll be okay. But, I think you add, you have to add players that can complement that half court setting. So if you're going to run, you know, pick and roll with Zach and, and Demar, now you can put Gorn in a in a in a corner, or you can put him uh, one pass away, or you know, put him in s- certain places where you know, like for instance, when I go when when you go into a game, you scout, you know, the team you're playing against. Some of the things you look at, okay, defensively when. We like to run, I don't know, let's say, for instance, Billy likes to call uh, uh, at the the slot, like in between the slot and, and the wing, call angle, you know, and you'll hear it sometimes. And it's just basically a pick and roll from that spot. Um, so what you do is you go look at the teams, okay, when guarding this, you know, I don't know, this area of the floor on pick and roll, where do they rotate from? Maybe you watch, I don't know how, uh, for me, I'd watch a lot of damn clips, but depending on how the play, the, the, the scout, you watch a certain amount of possessions where they guard that, see where that rotation is coming from. Um, so now, okay, okay, they're going to rotate from there. So, you know what, let's run some type of dummy action, some, some type of, uh, you know, some, some type of dummy action to get Gorn in that spot they rotate from. So now 
Now they have to change up where they want to rotate from because Goran is not going to, he, he can shoot the three. So it's like, there's certain things that you're going to have to do to, to, um, in the half court. But I think Goran helps that. I think, um, for me, I would be really, really talking to Kobe uh, and telling him like, dude, this is the, your shot, bro. But uh, before trade deadline, like this is your shot to prove to the organization that you have what it takes, man. Um, I know. His, his his field goal percentage went up, um, but like he has to be more consistent. That stretch of where he was shooting close to forty percent, I might have been forty percent from three, um, where he was attacking the basket. When when Kobe was really doing well, he was attacking the basket and finishing at the basket. Um, so that I would really be on Kobe because this is a good, uh, this is a good time for him to really show AK, Mark, Billy that he has the ability to be that secondary creator, that guy that can consistently knock down open shots, a guy that can consistently attack a closeout and make the pass that he needs to make. Um, so I, I would be in a couple of these players' ears. Io, Io too, man. Um, I hope, hopefully he's been working on his shot um, because honestly, to me, that's what needs to come. Um, I remember before um, Io played in the season, everybody was worried about his shooting. But for me, it was about the finishing at the basket because it, it, it that that's to me what needed to get better. Um, and now and now teams are going to force him to shoot because they know he can finish a little bit better than than what he what he did in college. So if he can add the shooting, now you're you're putting teams in a, in a in a bind. You know, okay, what what do we give up? And so I, I would be talking to certain people, you know. Um, obviously we know about Pat and I'm pretty sure we'll talk about him soon. But I would just me personally, uh the play style would be, yes, if we get turnovers, let's get let's get on the run. But it's not something to where with Lonzo, you can actually you can get into it from even on May baskets. He, he he turn around, boom, long long bomb if they're not getting back fast enough. Uh he just has like certain things about Lonzo has that, that unique game where you know, he's a PG that even on May basket, Hey, give me the ball. And we can, we can get into a fast break as they're running back to get to defense, you know? Um, so you're just going to have to switch it up a little bit until Lonzo's back. Um, and that's a little bit more half court, um, half court based, getting the ball, keeping the, getting the ball in DeMar and Zach's hands more. Hopefully IO has gotten better. Hopefully Kobe will come in a little bit better and you can just take some, some pressure off of DeMar. Um, and allow him to to get to his spots when he has to get to when 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 he wants to and when he has to in certain spots of the game rather than like shoot if I don't score thirty you know <laughs> we're not gonna win so it's just talking to the guys around those two Zach Demar and even Vooch you know talking to guys around them and letting them know hey guys we're gonna need you to step up you know half court wise being able to attack making good decisions on, on um um, and when you're in an in, 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 in advantage, making the right decision consistently. So, yeah, talking to the guys around the big three that we have. So who who, who are you starting in the meantime while Lonzo was out? Like, do you start Io? Do you start Drogic? Like, That's a great question. Um, I mean, could you start Caruso, I guess? I, I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting – yeah, it's going to be an interesting decision. I, I think maybe maybe there's a small expectation that Dragic could start, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, it's a tough one. But w- what do you think? I think, my goodness, man, that's a good question. 
I would have to really go back and watch some Dragic film uh, <laughs> so, because right now I would say I wouldn't start Dragic um, and have him come in um, off the bench and probably, man, that's a good question. It would definitely be for me between Io and Kobe, um, mm-hmm. but I think I would go Kobe, I think. I think I would start Kobe. Oh, you start Kobe. Okay. Um. I'm just trying to think of like how we could keep the spacing um, for the offense, but also bring some offense off the bench. So, you know what? This is a tough question because now I'm thinking Dragic with his veteran leadership, um, he could come, he can come in and really get, get the guys in the right spots and, take some pressure off of DeMar having to bring the ball up a lot and get, he can get to a spot and come off a pin down rather than coming against a standstill. So maybe, maybe, maybe that is something that may, maybe appealed to Dragic more. I know he said, I know they translated and they said 20, 25, something and it's like that. Maybe that's what really is the thing that won him over. Like, Hey, Lonzo's not going to be ready, man. We want you to start. Mm. Uh, maybe that's it. And I could get that. Man, that's a good question, brother. Yeah. That is a very good question. It's because then this it's it's like uh with Kobe. I, I wonder if he's still even gonna like is he gonna be here? Right. When the season starts. I mean, presumably yes, but like his market oh, seems pretty yeah. non existent at the moment, so yeah. I don't even know. But it's like I almost lean towards Caruso, but I, I get wanting to bring him off the bench. Because he kind of just has like that spark, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's a tough one. Like, well, it, my gosh, man, I this is we could probably have like thirty minute segment on the show <laughs> just kind of talking about rotations and li- and lineup construction. Yeah. Um. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think that's probably the right way to go. It probably would be Caruso. Um. Caruso and bring Io off the bench and yeah and then yep 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 do, have do Kobe think, the sub for Zach do you think like with Io because like last season in the half court mm. last season in the half court like Io is arguably the second best ball handler um especially yeah. those games I remember I remember that OKC game when he fouled out like we literally almost blew that game that, um, great, great one, man. Because I remember, I think I was talking to you and Chris about that one. Right. Uh, like how that just showed. That just showed like, yeah, man, huge. Yeah. Um, so to me, I, I, I kind of like to look at it as like, look, so you talk about needing another ball handler to take pressure off of DeMar and, uh, and also obviously Zach, keep Zach off ball. Um, the aisle, I think it can, it's 100% that guy. And, mm-hmm. On the flip side, though, I also think, okay, well, we need a creation off the bench. Like, we need that yes. handler off the bench. And I, I, ideally, we'll talk about it in a little bit, Pat can take that little leap and, and become better in that regard. But I still think you need somebody that can kind of set him up, too. Um, so that's tough. Like, I, I, like, my heart does say start IO, but my brain is also kind of making those arguments um, as far as you know, what to expect and what how how to make sure this team can function at at its optimum level. Like, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm just babbling and not I think, saying anything. I th- no, you're, I think because we, I think we both, we um, all of us know that. I mean, Billy loves Io. Like he, he right. adores him. So I, it wouldn't catch me off guard, and I wouldn't be against Io starting either. So um, I totally get it. I totally get that. So let's let's shift into the breakout conversation, and maybe I'll phrase this one a little bit differently than uh, I initially when. Uh, when Salim, uh, when I talked to Salim yesterday, but who do you have more faith in for next season in terms of a breakout? Do you have more faith in Io, or do you have more faith in Patrick Williams? So this is this is uh, I know what everybody's probably going to think that listens that's listening to the pod um, that know me. They would they was oh, Larry's going to say Pat right away, but I think. I I really okay. So what do you mean breakout? You mean like I I think uh, who who who's gonna make the most significant improvements to their game? Doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna be an all star or whatever like mm-hmm. that. Okay, who do you have more faith in in terms of making the most significant improvements to their game next season? So I think my my heart wants to say Pat. Um, but my brain wants to say IO. Um just because I think it's a little bit biased because I, I've been I've I've seen IO since he was a young kid. Um uh, I've I've talked to coaches that that you know, my mentor, Levi Cobb, who's a legend in Chicago basketball, mm-hmm. trains him and he tells me that the kid is just a grinder. Um he, he he didn't surprise him that he did well when he had when he got his shot. So I mean Dude, I I would have to go Io, man. Um, I just think that the dude just, you know, <laughs> he's a worker. And not to say Pat isn't. I'm just saying that, like, I think Io is a guy that sees the opportunity he has in front of him, and he's he's gonna do everything he can to take advantage of it, especially his hometown. Yeah. So, um, I do think. Uh, so yeah, my answer is Io. Okay. But to 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 go with uh to talk about the Pat deal, um. I my biggest thing, well, you know what? I'll just wait till we get to the Pat 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 situation. But uh, Io Io is definitely my pick. Um, I, I love what I saw about him. He also has an intangible about him. I mean, I mean, we all know that Io is not the best shooter, at least last season. Who knows what he is this year? But uh, but I I don't know about you guys, but whenever it was a big time shot and, and the ball was swung to Io, for some reason I thought the shot was going down. Like I just feel like he made a lot of big time shots. Um, when especially the Celtics one comes to mind, um, like it, it like the kid just has this 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 thing about him where like in big time moments like he just d- gets the job done. So yeah, I I, I got to go with him, man. Yeah, yeah. I think also Io is also more developed at this stage mm-hmm. um, with his overall game. He's older, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, because that's, obviously the age uh, yeah, is a big factor. Yeah. Typically, he's played a lot, but he played what three years of college ball, mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, he just he just more developed at this stage. So you can kind of see that what we saw from him last season, him gradually now taking that next step of being that consistent impact, uh, impactful, like maybe even a high level role player. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But Pat is still kind of like. What what can we expect from him? Like yeah, they're, they're, we see the intangibles. We've seen some promise. 
Uh, but we still are not hundred percent sure because he has such little, you know, time that he's actually played, uh, because yeah. obviously the rookie year, but then he missed all the last season, which is a big development, you know, missed opportunity for development. Um, yeah. so, and he's, he's just had, Robinson. yeah. And then he just had a rough start as far as, uh, developments concerned with the NBA because he's missed like two training camps. He yeah. missed one summer league. Yeah. Um, so like all those things can matter for a young player, especially when you're like 18 years old. Yeah. Um, and then coming, obviously now he's going to be 21 in a month uh, or like in a couple of weeks, but yeah, it's just, it's, 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 we like Pat and I, we all, I think all of us, like all three of us like Pat. Mm. Um, but it's just still, you know, like what, like a bit, a question of what can he be? Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think you, I think you nailed it in terms of saying that IO knows who he is. He, his feel for the game is there. He knows how to play good, good basketball IQ. Like he, he knows yeah. his game. So I, I think he has a clearer. Yeah. Um, shot in terms of making significant improvements because he knows his game so it's just I just got to put in the work and you know I can expand when I need to while Pat is still figuring that part out and still adjusting to the NBA after missing you know key points of development you know summer league you know training camps uh you know regular season time just still figuring out that game and when we talked to Chris on the last show and I think we always mention this when we talk about Pat, but we mentioned that Minnesota game, uh, Mm -hmm. the last game of the season where he was playing with, you know, whoever and whoever. And he he was the guy and he had the ball in his hand. He was running pick and roll like he was looked to to score. He was looked to as like, hey, we need you to take on the bulk of this load. And he delivered. And yeah. that's what we want to see. Like we we know he we we know he can't do that with Demar and Zach there because they're gonna get up their shots and even Vooch, they're gonna get their shots. But we do want to see him be able like if he's on a bench lineup or something like that. We want to yes. see him take on that role and show flashes of being that type of guy. And it, it seems possible. So. <sighs> I think he can do it, but I, I think it's going to be more of a long-term play. And yeah. it, it might even be like something that happens on the second contract. Yeah. I So, for so um, a lot of – what do I want to go with this? Um, with Pat, when he was drafted, I mean, the team wasn't good, you know, um, and I think it was a little bit easier, right, then – you know, he didn't have to fight with DeMar. He didn't have to fight, you know, with Vooch before Vooch got here. Like, it was it was really about development for him um, and putting him in spots and seeing what he can do. Fast forward, right, and AK is like, you know what? I'm going to get Vooch. And you know what? We're also going to get DeMar. So it went from, like, Pat, like, here, here's touches, 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 touches. Here, get better. Go. Just mm-hmm. take it. Please take every shot you can, you know, to now being like, uh, hey, brother, um, we trying to win. So we're going to slide you to this corner. And then whenever you get that ball, just be ready to go. You know, <laughs> um, also, you're going to take the number, the, the best best player on, on, the, on the, the team to defend, um, no matter if it's Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, 
Paul, Paul George, whoever it is, you got him. Um, but also try to develop, brother. You know, mm. try, try to do that. So, like, I feel like it's it's been a tough, and, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him because yes, there are that you do see games like even me, me being the guy that loves Pat. There are sometimes in the games it's like Pat, man, like look, they just swung that thing to use one on one, go go on attack, you know, do your thing. But he's just he's just one of those players, man. That that, and it, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think he's just one of those players that just don't. He, okay, if why would I take the shot? When I can go get the ball to Zach Levine, who's forty percent from three, I can go get the ball to Demar, who's also a, a bucket. Why am Why am I going to take shots away from them? Where I can, you know what? Like, and I, I he's just one of those guys that just like he's such a team player. Why, you know, I want to get you the ball, Demar. Here, you are our best player, bro. Here, you take the ball. I will set the screen for you. If I'm open a row, of course, hit me. But like, go ahead and get to your shot. And I think it's a tough because even if you go back to his high school days and his AAU days, he was the ball handler. And he was setting guys up, uh, and uh, and uh, he was heading setting guys up. So it's like it's a tough transition for him because he has. I think one of the things that AK looked at and the scouts looked at is like, man, this dude has everything. So if, if we can get him in here, develop him, teach him how to get to his shots, and teach him like, dude, like you got to add this. Like we may have something. Like his ceiling is super high. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they brought him in. And now it's just about. Okay, you know what? We got we got to take our time with him because he has everything he needs to to, to in in order to be a good player. Um, it's just gonna take some time. He's young. I know. You know, Mark K. He's like, oh, now now we're gonna hear he's twenty one. He's only twenty one. You know, but it's like it's like it it is what it is, man. I mean, he's missed a lot of time in terms of with the injury, and he also didn't have like like say Salim, um, no spring training, uh, spring training, no uh, no <laughs> camp, and and uh, it's it's like. He's, he's trying his best. And I think one of the things that I'm learning about Pat is uh, he, I, I think he's a good catch and shoot player, but I think Pat is one of those guys that likes to get it off the bounce. He, he, he likes to, you know, get to a, get to a pull up. He likes to attack the basket off the bounce. Like I don't think he's one of those players that's going to be a, a standstill guy. So what I will, I want to see from him is I just want, whenever he has the ball, like, yeah, if you're open, take the three, but I want to see him get busy a little bit more, you know, Hey, you know, get, get to your spot, you know, get to that pull up or like one of the things that really like stood out to me um, in, in his last summer league was like how much, like how, how comfortable he looked in the mid post area. He looks so comfortable. I mean, turn face up, attack off the dribble, finish at the rim, turn face up, fade away. Like he just looks so comfortable um, from, from any other spot on the floor. Um, and so, all in all, I, I really do think Pat is going to be a good player. Um, I do think that he's going to get, I think he's going to be better this year. Um, I think I, I, I just think that um, when you train with somebody of the caliber of DeMar DeRozan, even if it's just a week, um, you really get to see what it's like, what, what, what that person does. Um, maybe it could, it could be as simple as like, maybe Pat thought he was doing something wrong and he goes to see DeMar and he's like, wait, I can do that. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, okay. Let me, let me go ahead and do what I can do. You know what I mean? And, um, sometimes there's a click moment, man. And hopefully that click moment comes. I thought Pat started to play really, uh, started to get more comfortable towards the end of the season. I thought it was, uh, you know, you look at the Minnesota game, um, but even in the playoffs, man, I went back and watched all those games 
like first couple games, Pat was just, you could tell he was just kind of like, okay, where should I be? Um, should I take the shot? And I think towards the end, toward, towards the end of that, that series, you started to see him be more aggressive. He started to look more comfortable in the spots where he would get the ball. Um, he was attacking the basket. He was shooting the right shots. Maybe it wasn't, but like, maybe it was an air ball. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, maybe it missed. But the point was, is like, he was taking the shots. You know, he was taking the shots and he also was being aggressive. And for his first series, it took like 10, close to 10 shots a game. Uh, he shot what four threes a game, I think it was, or three or three or four threes on 33% from, from three overall. I think he was like what 12 points, uh, 57% true shooting. I mean, for his first playoffs, um, garden, honest, uh, I mean, I, I, I think that he showed something there. So it's, it's just, I think it's going to take some time, man, but, but I think it's going to come. I really do. I think that DeMar is one of, like, I think DeMar is a perfect, veteran and no shot to Thad. Okay. Thad is a great player. Um, but like, I gotta be honest when you get a, a, a DeMar DeRozan, somebody that has, was, a, has, was, a, is a star in this league, a second team, all NBA, um, has so much respect in the league and not to say Thad doesn't, but the, when you got guys talking to you like that, like a DeMar, it hits different, right? It, it hits different yeah. that DeMar DeRozan is telling you to be aggressive. Yeah. It hits different when, when DeMar's like, dude, take that shot, you know, like, so I, I just really think that it was perfect for DeMar, uh, uh, for, for, uh, Pat to have a DeMar DeRozan, um, on this team. Yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of what you said is really important just in terms of seeing greatness, like in front of you and being able to shadow it, even yeah. if it's for a short amount of time, just seeing what it takes to get the outcome that you want. So that that's going to be crucial for Pat. And it's great that we have that veteran around and DeMar, Ro- DeMar DeRozan. And like some of what you were talking about reminded me, you know, going back to what we were talking about with Wendell Carter Jr. earlier, yeah. it's just, you know, I, I don't think Pat has had to deal with just being in his head a lot like Wendell did, but yeah. sometimes just being in a different position and looking around and you you're not seeing anyone that you're seeing oh like i gotta i might have to take this shot now like no one's no one can bail me out if i pass on this wide open three no one zach ain't there to bail me out you know so wendell getting more confident now like you watch a wendell play he's not turning down these shots anymore he's stepping right into him taking it he's living with the result and that's all we ever wanted from him here but you know there were so many just unfortunate factors that contributed to that and we didn't really get that but i i also think uh if i, I love jamal mosley i think jamal mosley is a great coach yeah. uh, especially for the the time that the magic are in right now yeah. um but i think it would have been a bit different from wendell if he would have maybe drafted by this regime or dra- had billy as a coach uh, his time in the NBA. Um, Absolutely. Because I think that the, 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 you know, the laughing stock of Boylan was also something that kind of hurt him. 
um, forcing them to be only on the block and just just a screener like that can take like that's another thing that doesn't get talked about a lot. When you go from high school and college where you're the man, like I get touches, you know, I, I can attack off the bounce. I can, you know, because Wendell was doing a lot of like college wise and high school. Wendell was a baller, man. And I've never said this publicly, but I've I've talked to people in 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 chats and. <clears throat> excuse me um but i still to this day think that wendell has a chance to be the best big that was in that draft i understand that deandre ayton is the bohemian aristotle i get it but i i i, I do think wendell has the ability to when we look back to be like man I, that he might be the best big in that draft or or on his way to it um i just think he's that good um, and, and I thought he was that good when, when we drafted him, but when you get a coach that just is constant screen, you know, you know, you, you can't shoot like he, like he just wasn't playing himself. He wasn't, it felt like he wasn't able to be him when Boylan was here. And when you play that many games that way, you start to lose yourself. You start to lose the player that you think you, that, that you always thought you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, if you look at him in spring, uh, uh, why do I keep wanting to call it spring training? Well, if you look at like him in summer league, <laughs> right? When you saw Wendell in summer league, it was like, oh my God, we got a stud. You know what I mean? Like, th- yes, this is what we need. And I, I just think that it just shows that like he just was not a great coach mm-hmm. because the minute he goes to Jamal Mosley, who's a damn good coach, he's back to playing the way he wants to play. You know, he's back to being aggressive. He's, he, I do think that when, to, to end it, I just do think that if you, if you don't have the coach that is willing to, to believe in you and to believe in what type of player you are and your strengths and know what your weaknesses are and keep you away, keep you far away from those weaknesses as possible, you, you start to lose yourself and you, and, and you, and you start to not believe in yourself as much. Because you're like, man, I'm I'm good at these things, and this is why I'm in the league. But like, I'm not able to do them. You know, I'm 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 told to do other things. Like, you know, so yeah. I just think we're just seeing in in the uh, him with the magic. I think we're just seeing, you know, Wendell back to the basics, back to who he is, um, and what he should have been here. But yeah. you know, whatever. And and yeah. the Horace Grant goggles, but it just yeah. it, it just it just shows you like. Even though the Bulls are in a position right now where they want to win games, they're in a better position to develop players. And mm-hmm. it, it, even even just on the coach, the co- the connection between the coach and the front office, these guys, they seem yes. in sync still. So that that's important, too, because you have that continuity. They're on the same page. And it seems like they have a plan for these players now. Patrick Williams, there's been just some, you know, roadblocks, not, you know, some unfortunate luck there with the, the, uh, the play with Mitchell Robinson just taking out his, <laughs> basically his whole season. But I, I like that this team now is in a better position for development and they have the right vets now to push players. Even yes. when you consider that, uh, Zach Levine now, like Zach Levine's a vet now to me. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in when he first came to Chicago, it was 
it was a different circumstance. Like, still a young player. He, mm-hmm. he had the ACL tear. He was just coming back. And, you know, he was trying to shoot himself into, you know, getting back to full strength. So, you know, he had yep. his own thing going on while playing on this rebuilding team. But now Zach is an all-star. He's a vet. Vooch is a vet. Damar is a vet. Caruso is one of the better locker room guys that you have in this league. Like, there is a... uh there's a good net here now. There's a good safety net here yeah. to develop players. And we've seen DeMar take these guys under their wings. So, yeah, long story short, I have faith that these guys can put something together yes. and take some sort of significant improvement next season. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, real quick, like, uh, Sleem, I know you say you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Ed, the, the, uh, DeMar DeRozan conversation with Draymond Green. Mm. Um, I've listened, I listened to it yesterday on my ride to uh, when I was working. Um, and I gotta tell you, man, um, I'm not gonna say much cause I want you guys to, to listen, but like this is, I think it's because him and Draymond are like really good friends. Mm. Um, but like that dude opens up. Yeah. Um, he, it's the first time I've listened to a pod, uh, well, a uh, interview with DeMar and actually like learned a lot about him. Um, he did talk about the Bulls, um, and what he, what, what he thought about it. Um, so I'm not gonna, you know, go ahead and, and watch it. But, uh, if you guys listening to the pod haven't seen it, please go do it. I thought DeMar really, really talked about, um, not only the Bulls, but just learning more about DeMar as well. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, just go ahead and listen to that, man. It was fun to listen to DeMar talk um, Bulls, too. So, Yeah, for sure. And I, I think another thing, uh, you brought up the workout he had with a uh, pad hat with DeMar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a quote by one of his personal trip, Pat's personal trainer, uh, Vinny Coletti, saying his approach to his craft is beyond professional. This attention to detail shows you what level of player he wants to be. No matter the time of day, he comes in with a mindset willing to do what he needs to do better himself, to to, to better himself. And I, I think that, like, you know, I, like we haven't really, I mean, we haven't really heard about that detailed about Pat as far as his work ethic. Like, obviously, we, like, you know, we, we've seen clips and things like that. Um, and there was some criticism even he put on himself about not knowing how to, at the NBA level, like really be a professional, like how to work on your game at at the NBA level. Because obviously when you're in high school and college, it's it's just a different thing. A hard worker in college is not a hard worker in the NBA. Mm -hmm. It's a different level of hard work. Um, And that boot camp with DeMar probably gave him a, a baseline. Okay, this is what I need to do. This, these are the things I need to do because he really talked about how that kicked his ass and, and he like, he loved it. Like, man, we did all these things. Like, I, the things I learned from DeMar, um, like he was talking about the intensity of it. So now he has that baseline and now he can on his own take that. Okay. This is what I'm going to do every off season that I get a chance. Yep. And I think that can make a huge difference as well. Yeah. And also just understanding where your spots are going to come from, you know, like where, where your opportunities are going to come from, you know, like getting used to, you know, when DeMar, like I've said it before, but like getting used to, okay, 
teams are going to show two at Demar at a certain point of the, in the paint because they want to they don't want him to get to that that short mid that he is just unreal at. But they they they're going to try to force him to shoot more longer twos. So where can I help? Is that do I go on a back cut? Am I, should I, should I set a, you know, pin down and slip it? Should I go like learning these things, how to play off each other, um, is, was big too. Because again, like he went from being, you know, before Vooch got there, being one of the main guys to, to really get shots to now being fourth in the pecking order. So it's like, and like you said, Salim, hopefully, Hopefully he shows that he can be that third guy in the pecking order and maybe Voot takes some takes some uh some some pressure off of Vooch to put up, you know, twenty plus, you know, it, hopefully a game. Uh so it's just like, you know, hopefully he's more comfortable now. Um and uh he, he knows how to play it on the offensive side of the ball. You know, defensive side of the ball, I think there's still some you know, I think he can get better. Um, but that's the, uh, to me, I think that's the hardest part of the NBA is learning how to play defense against certain actions. Um, so, so hopefully that gets a little bit better too, as well. Um, I think more yeah. so on the point of attack. Uh, but you know, I, I, I believe in the guy, man. I, I, he's seen, he, like, I remember him talking to Stacy. He doesn't even play video games. He, he doesn't do like literally just basketball, you know? All so, right. you know, hopefully, you know, it'll come this season. Right. You talk about defensively, like it's the speed of the game, like the action you talk about. If, if that can kind of slow down for him, maybe yes. that makes the difference because we see the tools and we see the potential. We've, we've seen him when he, when he, when he sees that backside and he's able to hit that rotation with his, you know, with his, uh, tools and the length and everything yeah. that he has. And he just makes spectacular defensive yeah. plays and it's like oh my god this guy is gonna be phenomenal and then yeah. you know there's other times he just misses a rotation he forgets to rotate over onto the nail yep. um you know he just gets back cut or whatever have you and it's like, okay well this is still a learning process but yeah if that if that that's that speed can kind of you know slow down his vision can kind of he can see the game a little slower yeah. That can make a huge difference too. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's let's 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 wrap up here. I know if you have any final thoughts, obviously, Leo, uh, about the team, the season coming up. Um, and please also share with us what you are going to be doing, what are you working on, if anything, like I know you you, you said you had some thoughts that you maybe you just wanted to write some things and you yeah. know, you've been working on doing uh, trying to get that out there, but I know you and Chris are working on some stuff. He, Chris mentioned, uh, last week, a little bit of a taste of what you guys might be doing, but yeah, uh, shout out everything you're doing and uh, obviously where everyone can follow you as well. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but before I get to that, I just wanted to ask you guys a question. So oh, sure. in, in terms of Pat, um, with the addition of Drummond, do you still would you still be interested in seeing small ball pet small ball five pet oh 100 percent. i i want to see that i personally do like um last season i think about a lot of missed opportunities to have those uh, especially with lonzo and it's sad because there was um when when monzo played like with him demar caruso zach that lineup like was like a huge positive, just those yeah. four guys. And then I think about how Pat, his ability to 
really also stretch the floor a little bit. Obviously, the volume is in there, but he can't mm-hmm. shoot it defensively. The things that he can do, switchability. Man, that's that's still a, a lineup that I'm really itching to see, like in a longer span, like more minutes. So yeah, I want to see that small ball pat. I, I need to see it more uh, this season. I yeah, he, see he's strong too. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Uh, but I'm thinking more in terms of his development. I it's something that more, is I'm looking at more down the line. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I would probably want to ease into that. But yeah, I, I do want to see it uh, eventually. But I, I think at least for this season, I really want to get to, like we've said, like I, I really want to get to a point where he knows who he, he he's starting to get a really good feel for who he is as a player first. And then yeah. once we get that, then I think introducing something like that with the small ball five stuff. I think will uh, be really good, but I'm sure we'll see it. Like maybe we'll see it like in some spurts this season, but uh, I, I don't expect it to be something that's like, you know, a regular thing yet. I told, I, I get both of you guys. Um, thank you. Thank you for answering that question, man. Cause I, I, I um, think about it a lot. I ain't going to lie to you, but um, yeah, man, uh, dude, not, I, I'm, I'm trying to, um, trying to get some content out there man like uh going away to assist kind of gets you out of a uh, routine um uh, that that i was used to um mm-hmm. so it, you know right now i'm kind of waiting to hear back from a few places uh, I'm, I'm i would love to write for um for for a couple places but um you know i still want to grow in my writing i still want to get better at at my writing um, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to know ball, but it's another thing to, to be able to write about it and fluently and enough to tailor to everybody that's reading it and uh, not just basketball junkies, you know, like, no, but, sure. you know, anybody, you know, and that's what I want to get better at. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, me and Chris have some fun stuff coming up. Uh, may not be just me and Chris. So just, just, uh, putting that out there, but, uh, um, we're, we're planning. Um, Chris mentioned some things about it. I'll just leave it with that. Um, but you guys can follow me on Twitter, um, underscore Lero hoops. And, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll be tweeting some clips, talking about some clips from the U18 European championships. Um, there's some really good talent out there. Um, so be looking out for that. Um, that's what I really missed about Twitter is being able to, to clip and talk about what I'm seeing on the clip. And, you know, uh, I used to be worried about like, you know, if nobody counted on it or liked it, like, Oh man, maybe they're... now I'm just like, well, they're, you know, they're there. If people want to see them. So, uh, I've gotten to that point, but, uh, yeah, man, that, that I'm not really doing much right now. Um, just a lot of coaching. Um, and, uh, like I said, man, I want to get back to writing and I'm going to be clipping and more so. So that's all I really got right now. Yeah, I, I want to congratulate you too. The, the uh, you got the head coaching, oh uh, yeah, opportunity. So you're gonna get that. That's so. Oh, congratulations, uh, man! Yeah, Thanks, yeah. man. Uh, that's that's something uh, permanent now. Head coach Larry Golden. Uh, <laughs> that's permanent. That that's you. So, um, and I know that this is just again another stepping stone for you. And I know you're gonna be doing more and more things, great things with basketball. Like, I, I, that's your future, man. I know it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're, you're talking about, like, you know, the threads where you're doing cut-ups. I see them. Like, I, I don't check Twitter as much now, but 
when I like open it, I do see things like that. I saw your mm-hmm. thread on uh, I think it was during summer league on uh, Javante Freeman Liberty. I think. Oh yeah, Freeman. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. So like, when I was reading through that. I was like, okay, yeah, like that's like these are always well done. So you always know your stuff, and yeah, just like putting it there, people people will see it. So yeah, you're you're grinding, like Salim said, your future sky high, man. You're gonna do big things. So. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. Seeing yourself, man, and always excited talking to you, man. So, man, I, I, it's just always it's always cool coming back here because I, I remember the first the first pod we did. I was so nervous, man. Uh, I, I I didn't I didn't uh, know how to handle myself, um, <clears throat> and um, it's just really cool to see the progression from me of like how comfortable I am talking. Because I used to be so like that very first pod, I'm pretty sure you guys can can remember. I would I was so nervous and um, I was my I was thinking too fast and, and talking too slow. It was just like I don't know, man. I appreciate you guys. Like you guys are like a big reason to why I'm okay with like, you know, talking ball in public. Um because you you guys gave me my first bit of confidence, man. So I appreciate you guys, man. I really do. Hey, man, I so I so talk, think too fast and talk too slow. And my, I so do it. So yeah, we, like, both, I, we, both, we both do it, man. I, it's t- uh, like, you have like so much stuff just swirling around, and like, yeah, yeah. It's it's really like like I guess this qualifies as public speaking, but yeah, public speaking is is tough, man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, really, for sure. Yeah, so. When you get put on the spot to to give your thoughts on something, yeah, um, it's 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 different, right? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like it's not as easy as people like like it's not as easy as you imagine it would be. Even on right. a topic that you're very um, you know, have high level uh, intellect on. And mm-hmm. you you have like high level intellect on basketball and but like being put on the spot and answering answering a question is can can kind of be like oh wait okay let me get my thoughts together here so I'm don't that I'm not just kind of rambling on in different directions uh, and honestly to be honest I still do that I ramble on sometimes I mix up things um, but that just that's just my brain that's my brain that's always gonna be like that I'm always gonna be somebody that has like a billion things going on and in my head and i'm always fidgeting around with stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah for sure man it, it's been a pleasure to like become good friends with you seeing your growth i like as far as your confidence growth and confidence in yourself not the growth that i've seen as far as you that that talent like has always been there like i have always said and i truly have always believed this that you are one of the best basketball minds out there um man. and and like just just that you believing in that yourself has been awesome to see, like that you starting to you starting to express yourself and starting to like talk more hoops and and the things that you're gonna be doing it's it's awesome. So I I as a friend I I really am excited for you for everything that's gonna be coming for you. I sure. appreciate it, man. Yeah, I truly, truly appreciate that stuff, man. I, I do, I do. It took, it took. You know it, man. It took, it took a long time for me to really like open up, man. It did. It really did. I, I didn't think what I knew. Like I told you, I didn't think what I knew was high level. Like I, I just thought it was like if you were a basketball fan, is what you knew, you know. No. So. Hundred yeah, percent, it's not. <laughs> As we've seen by many, yeah. many takes. For many, many people, it is absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Always, dude.
Yep, for sure, for sure. But yeah, that's a wrap for today's show. If you missed any previous episodes, you can find us under the Barroom Network on all major and minor podcast platforms. Thank you again to Lara Golden for joining us and to the listeners for tuning in. As always, for Edward Schuler and myself, until next time, Bulls fans. 